Like, you yes. can all, things can always be made better. That's the strive for perfection. And they're 20 years old and they hold up. Yeah, no, they, they are timeless and they are, when I say perfect, it means that there is nothing wrong start to end. Things can always be better. I mean, I think you can get some, like, real hardcore Lord of the Rings fans and they'll Tom Bombadil you or say, like, the elves didn't show up at Helm's Deep or something else like that and, like, really... And I would absolutely crush them, as we've already discussed on this show. Like, the changes that were made strengthened the core tenets of Tolkien's message yeah, and the characters that he right. made. You don't want to watch a movie where a fucking tree walks around and pontificates for an hour and a half. So, okay, you know what, actually, we're, I'm going to make a little comparison example right now. So, you know, we, we made the, uh, we already talked, and I, so I won't need to go over it, about how the switch and removal of Gl- of Glorfindel, switching to Arwen saving um, Frodo and activating the river's defenses, yes. strengthened her character. Yeah, and, well, just the movie needed more female leads, too. Yeah, and and it was a good one. Everybody yeah. fucking loves Arwen. It was a solid choice. Strengthens the bonds of the character that we should be, uh, that we should give sure. a shit about. Uh, the opposite side of that would have been the Wheel of Time TV show. In the very first episode, one of the main characters, I would say spoiler alert, but if you want to watch the show, you're a fucking idiot, so go fuck yourself. This is uh, a sound check. This exactly. Is <laughs> <laughs> so one of the main characters from the entire book series, all 14 books start to finish, like one of the absolute frontliner, heavy hitter, core story characters is Perrin Bar, the blacksmith who is bigger and stronger than everyone yeah. and is very anti-violence. No, uh, Seagram with a splash of water is not bad. Well, it's not bad with a splash of lemonade. You just chose the, like, <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's better than with lemonade. That's insane. I'm sorry, keep on going. Glorfindale. That's, that's absolutely <laughs> insane. So, big-ass blacksmith dude who is very anti-violence, very, um, he's always known that he's, big, he's been bigger and stronger than everybody, like, his whole life, especially right. as kids. So, he, he always he's knows. He's Elf from Elf. Well, he, no, <laughs> he, he just knows that he shouldn't use his strength and weight against people because he's bigger and stronger than them and he could hurt them really, really badly That's and fair. he doesn't like hurting people or doing things like that. Like, he'll, yeah. he'll fucking kill a monster any day of the goddamn week. Like, yeah. not an issue. Sure. Like, fuck them. <laughs> but he's always been like... That's been a huge part of his character in the entire books. Mm-hmm. Now, the TV show decided that that wasn't uh, that people don't just have character traits without having some fucking horrifically tragic backstory behind them. Oh yeah, everybody has to have a traumatic backstory these days. So they made him, uh, and also the other huge part of his character in the books was that uh, he met like the love of his life and fell in love with her, and like there's a huge fucking arc about it. They get married, like. It was one of it, he was the only one in the entire book series where it was a classic like I saw this woman that's the woman that I'm going to marry right. like I am drawn this is my soulmate kind of thing okay and it turns out they were doesn't matter in the TV show he's already married to a woman in the books he didn't even like <laughs> they have them married and working together and having like a shitty marriage at this blacksmith shop and then when the town gets attacked by monsters he picks up his fucking axe and is fighting off the monsters and in like a crazy blood frenzy accidentally murders the shit out of his wife with the axe. And then he's like, oh, oh God, I don't want to be violent because I murdered my wife. And it just, oh, it felt like cause. that, yeah, that's like a change where you're using like a cop out to give more motivation to a character when the character depth was that they already had that motivation without needing a crutch for it. 
Like, so basically they did a disservice to the character by making a change that then kind of ruined a standpoint and also will take away from the future of him meeting well, his actual wife. So the problem there, and I understand from like a cinematic point of view why, why you go that route, because then you don't have to really explain anything, but it dismisses people that have well thought out ideas. Like instead of having like, like, oh, like I think war is bad because I went to war and it was bad. Be like, okay, here's, I've thought it out and the ends don't justify the means. And here's why the ends don't justify the means. And it's like an actual like long form conversation about like, here's the reasons why versus like, oh, a friend died in war or like, it's like kills children or something like that. Like some bullshit cop out. You know, you know how they could have also maybe been like, oh, here's like a, a legitimate, like rooted reason why he doesn't like violence without giving him a wife, uh, which he shouldn't fucking have because mm-hmm. it takes away from the future relationship that he has, which is the core of his entire fucking character. Right. Um, that also doesn't resolve in him like murdering her for no fucking reason in a really stupid ass scene. Is it could have just been like just show people around the town because it's a small it's a small fucking village, yeah. it's a small farming town. Everybody knows everybody, and everybody has always known everybody since the day they were fucking born. Sure. It's a small farming town and fucking medieval age like everybody knows everybody and is related to everybody just have characters like show a character with a stutter they got a stutter because he got into a fight with Perrin when they were kids and Perrin hit him so hard that he's never been able to talk straight since yeah show show a kid with like a, like a broken nose it's all fucked up and like mention like how Perrin like lost his temper and broke his nose when they were teens like something like that so give like Small things that kind of add up to like, oh yeah, there's a reason he doesn't like getting in fights and attacking people because he's he always like takes it too far kind yeah. of thing. And that way you can have it be like a slow build up character motivation sure. without taking anything away from the character in the future. That would have been the right way to do that. Uh, the point is, there is a good way and a bad way to change, rearrange, or reinforce things uh, from an established like book series or turning it into movies mm-hmm. or anything else like that without fucking ruining the core co- goddamn concept. Lord of the Rings did that perfectly. I will die well, on that hill and I can argue that with any fucking nerd out there. <laughs> Lord of the Rings did that because Peter Jackson is a Lord is a Tolkien fan. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think a lot of these things, like I don't know anything about Wheel of Time, so I can't speak to it, but I can speak to, well, essentially the entire Marvel comic universe and all the new Star Wars is that you have people that are not fans yeah. involved in the production and writing. Mm. The more the, the movie was was fine. I no, but they're I, all fine. There's a million fucking fine yeah. Marvel movies. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. All of them are fine. None of them are really going to be great. And it also really, really seems. And I definitely couldn't say this to any of my friends around because they would just be like, oh, "What are you talking about? You know what the fuck you say? Blah 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 blah. blah. You have bad opinions." Um, it seems like all the actors are tired of playing. In Marvel movies. Oh, they're just cashing on the payday, man. Yeah, like yeah. none of them actually looked or seemed like they were putting any effort in at all. Because they don't have to. Yeah, why Like, why bother? And there'll be another one in six months. The only one I saw who actually put in any effort was the villain, and he did a really good job. Did, which is crazy, because, like, I mean, it's like Christian Bale. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's very good in all of his movies, though. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, he he, he always has that, that Bailey-ness. <laughs> like, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> But he did a really good job on this. Yeah, but like Christian Christian Bale is a good actor. That when I'm when I'm watching a movie with him, I'm not thinking I'm watching Christian Bale. Like when I'm seeing that's fair. When I'm watching Newsies, I'm not like oh that's... God. I always forget that he was in right. Newsies. When I'm watching Newsies, nuts. I'm not like oh that's also the guy that played in Batman or American Psycho or American Psycho or The Machinist. Like yeah. 
Versus, like, if I watch um, Nick Cage, I'm like, oh, that's fucking Nick Cage. Yeah, no, Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah. only like, why is Nick Cage looking for national treasure? <laughs> why is Nick Cage a police officer in Buffalo? Like, what? Like, why is Nick Cage in World War Two? Well, like, you know, you, you don't have time to be in World War Two. Somebody's gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. Get yeah. on it, Nick Cage. Yeah, come on, Nick Cage. Get together. Like, I, the, the suspension of disbelief is not there for Nick Cage. Christian Bale, it is. Another one is Daniel Day Lewis. There is a Nick Cage movie we have to see. No, there's not. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yes, there is. Oh no, there's no, not. No, let me tell you the premise right now. Because first off, I'm the I'm the, the only one is when his daughter was like the, the killer. No, 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 no. I'm gonna let you know a little secret. He doesn't say a single thing through the entire movie, and he's the main actor. Not a single line. That almost makes it worse because I just no, 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 it's no, him. No. Yeah, yeah. So you, it the it's a it's a shitty shitty C-rate horror movie that takes place in like a haunted like amusement. Uh, you know, like the Chuck E. Cheese. Like yeah. with the old animatronics that are just nightmare fuel, it's like a haunted like one of those. <laughs> and he's basically, I think it's like a night security guard. I actually don't fucking know because he doesn't say a goddamn thing the whole movie. But I've had, now had three friends watch it and be like, "This was the greatest Nick Cage movie I've ever seen in my life. You need to see this." No, the only redeemable one is the one where he's like the assassin with his daughter. What was that one called? Kickass. Is that it? Yeah, that was pretty good. That was good. I also, yeah, he wasn't like the main actor in that. No, yeah. but it's good yeah. in spite of Nick Cage, not because of him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good way to put it. He didn't Nick Cage the movie. Yeah, yeah like another actor, like John Travolta, could have played the same role and it would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, well, fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tune in on Monday for another episode of Ben and Noah Roasting Books. We'll go through the American classic Tom Sawyer. They'll be jokes. They'll be rants. It's an audio book like you've never heard before.